You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hello there, gorgeous soul, and welcome to episode 48 here at The Hungry Soul with myself, Rachel Foy. So, how are you? How are you feeling? We're halfway through January already. Oh my gosh, where does time go? Um, However, that's also something that I just want to have a little quick conversation with before we get jumped in with our next amazing guest. So, two weeks into the new year, many of us have perhaps set ourselves unrealistic expectations of New Year's resolutions. I'm not a fan of them myself and I don't actually do them anymore, but I do know that New Year's resolutions around weight loss probably comes top of the list for many people. So if that's you, listen up, because I want to just share with you some things that I've learned along my own journey to just really help you start reframing and changing your perception of what you think you're doing. So the weight loss industry right now and the diet industry are pushing and they are promoting and they are in full-blown marketing mode to sell their perceived solutions to weight issues. And unfortunately, so many of us buy into that, as did I for about 14 years. And something that I just want to mention and just kind of plant the seed really for you to just have a think about is if you're buying into the belief right now that you need to lose weight in order to feel happy, I want to throw a bit of a curveball in because that's not actually true. You know, the majority of women that go on diets, they do so because they actually don't like themselves, yet they're using language about, I don't like my body, I don't like my tummy, I don't like my thighs, I don't like my cellulite. But what they're really saying on a deep soul level is that they don't actually like themselves full stop. So by trying to fix the problem by controlling our food and manipulating our body, we believe that we are going to get the key to the happy life door. And suddenly when we're £10 lighter or two dress sizes smaller, that life will become magically so much better. And that's not true because our happiness comes from our inner stuff. It comes from our inner world. And this is what these conversations here at the Hungry Soul podcast are all about. It's to kind of start helping you become curious and to start exploring your truth, your authentic truth about who you are. And that authentic truth, by the way, doesn't need to lose weight. Okay, your authentic truth and your authentic self doesn't need to be slimmer, doesn't need to be lighter, doesn't need to be smaller, doesn't need to be more toned in order for her to be happier. So if you are dieting at the moment or if you're thinking of dieting or maybe you're in the gym five six times a week because you're punishing yourself from having overindulged over the Christmas period I just want to invite you with a bit of compassion and a bit of kindness to actually stop because this destructive behavior it really can become such a slippery slope into the world of dysfunctional eating and you know these perceptions of how you should be eating and what you should be looking like and and as I said I lost 14 years of my life doing that and this is something that I'm super passionate about helping other women to actually break out of that cycle. Now before we move on to today's guest I just want to mention that if that's resonating with you and a lot of women by the way that do resonate with having a hungry soul they struggle with these hungry soul syndrome symptoms and one of them is food dysfunction and weight obsession. So if that's resonating with you 
I want to just direct you to something that may be of interest if this is, you know, a cycle that you're fed up fed up with. If you head over to foodfreedommasterclass.com, you will find all the details over there about my 10-week flagship program. And this is really an amalgamation of the last 10 years that I've been working in the field of eating psychology mindset work, coaching, mentoring, and it basically takes you from being that diet-obsessed, weight-obsessed, emotional eating binge eater to someone who actually starts to feel happy about themselves, where food is not an obsession, weight is not a fixation, and actually learning to kind of read the body in the sense of what are you really hungry for and how do you feed that hungry soul? Because this isn't about the food and it's not about you fixing, quote-unquote, the weight has been the problem and the weight has been the barrier for you to actually feel happy. Now, as I'm recording this midway through January, there is a special offer on the Food Freedom Masterclass and you can actually join for a ridiculous investment of just £50 a month for 10 months. And honestly, for £50, you really can't get very much nowadays, but you can get your freedom when it comes to food and how you feel about your body, okay? So that address again is foodfreedommasterclass.com. All the details are on there, including a contact email address. So if you've got any questions and you want to get in touch with me, then, then do so and I'm here for you. Right then, so on that note, let's move on with today's gorgeous guest. It's Michelle Anita Werter. Now, Michelle goes by the name of Soul Translator, and as soon as I heard that this is how she describes herself, I honestly got goosebumps, and I was like, oh my god, I need to have you on the show. So, we connected, and here she is. So, Michelle is, she's incredible, actually. She does so many things. She's got so much experience, but she's super passionate about working with empaths and empath entrepreneurs in, in the sense of trying to help well, empower them really and actually own their their gifts. So as a soul translator and an energy amender, she helps people reconnect to their loving inner presence and actually their spiritual support system for powerful transformations and actually being able to express themselves in, in the way that they choose to. So she also helps see, feel, sense and clear restrictive energy patterns and past traumas within the energetic fields of people, places and groups. And Michelle has got an incredible background. Her background is in psychology and science and healing. And she also has got experience with identity and branding. So her clients range from newly identified empaths who are craving an understanding of who they are and, and self-care to those going ever deeper into their soul's gifts in life and also within their business. So we had a gorgeous conversation and without further ado, I'm just going to put us straight onto the show. This is the lovely Michelle Anita Werter here on the Hungry Soul podcast. Enjoy everybody. So then, I'm hoping that she's here. Of course she's here, I can see her, but you can't. Michelle Werther, good evening. How are you doing? Yes, I'm excellent. How are you, Rachel? I'm really, really good. I'm so excited to have you on the show because I know that we're going to have some brilliant conversations around soul, soul work, feeding our souls and all these juicy, delicious things. So Absolutely. Before we do, for anybody that might not yet have come across your wonderful work out there mm -hmm. on the World Wide Web, um, mm -hmm. do you want to give yourself a quick introduction as to who you are and what are you all about? Sure. So uh, my name is Michelle Anita Huerta, and I am the Soul Translator, which was uh, a name given to me a couple of years ago when I started to really step into my empath, uh, sensate 
healing abilities, which had been there all along, but finally life had pushed me uh, <laughs> enough into the direction of like, okay, come on, this is who your soul is. This is who you, you are, who you've always, you've been born to be. This is who you are. And this is how you help people and just, you know, step into it. So um, that's what my, you know, brand is a soul translator. And um, I'm also doing the Empowered Empath Soul Camp, which is a new program that I'm, uh, a new course I'm coming out with in middle of November. So um, I work with empaths and empath entrepreneurs and um, to be able to do, use their gifts in their world, in their lives, in their work, um, as well as with, uh, as well as I have worked with private clientele to be able to, soul translation is a mediumship uh, ability that I have to be able to connect people to their guides, to their, the message, the language, the sound, the uh, energy, the connection with their souls so that they can have wonderful life guidance and, and that really wonderful, deep, 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 deep connection of who we are and why we're here. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about soul translation in a second, yeah. but before we yeah. do, we're on the Hungry Soul podcast and yeah. before you and I kind of organized this, we had a lovely conversation sort of offline, so, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious to know for you specifically, what does it mean to be a soul fed woman? So what does that kind of invoke in you when you hear that soul fed woman? Mm -hmm. I love that, Rachel, because it's like it brings up such a beautiful visual for me. I love that name so much because the thing that I know of of souls is that it brings up this visual of like the soul feeding us grapes, you know, and it really is. It's like when when you connect with your soul, when you connect with soul work, that's all the soul really wants to do is is pamper us, is to love us, is to connect to us, is, is to feed us our own goodness in that sense and remind us of who we are. So that, that a soul-fed woman to me is really, it's like a, a woman nurturing, feeding, knowing herself on mm -hmm. a, the most deep level possible. So it just always brings up this delightful visual of, you know, like the, the, the old uh, Grecian type of, or, or any sort of goddess-like or any sort of wonderfully nurturing image like that, where you're being fed and, you know, you're being nourished by yourself and by life itself. So I just love that. Oh, I love, I love that description. I'm going to have that image in my head now. Every yeah. time I say soul-fed woman, it's like, somebody feed me a grape. <laughs> <laughs> a little soul grape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so kind of bringing in then your, your kind of work. And the stuff that you do, instead about sort of soul translation, and I love that term as well. Like that invokes so much imagery for me. Mm. Why do you think that? Why do you think soul stuff is so important nowadays for not just for women, but for everybody? But let's kind of keep it specifically for women. I feel mm -hmm. like there's this there's this desire, there's this craving, like because women are starting to wake up and they're starting to rise into their power. Yeah. Why do you think we're being drawn back towards the the soul work. Mm -hmm. I think the soul work, I know the soul work, I uh, experience it as going into the truest sense of who we are. So it gets beyond mm -hmm. all of the gender. It gets beyond all of the social pressures. It gets beyond all of the, you know, political, everything. It gets past all that and brings us back to a place of uh, faith and connection. And when I say faith, I don't mean, you know, that any of any sort of particular religion or spirituality. I mean it more as a faith in life itself, that life is here. Um, we are part of life and life is here for us to be part of it. 
And so that is, it goes, the soul brings us and the desire for a lot of us to be in that place. It brings us down to the truest essence. Um, We've spent a lot of time, um, we've spent a lot of time proving what kind of human we think we should be. Mm. Um, (laughs) And the soul part goes beyond all of that and brings us into the truest nature of who we are. And so I feel like many women, particularly where they're wanting to, that's true empowerment is getting past all those labels of I am this, I am that, and going into, you know, as a lot of spiritual teachers say, going into that pure sense of I am, and yeah. that, uh, you know, that doesn't need to be explained or labeled. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's a deep sense of knowing and connection. So that's where I, I you know, I feel like we're all craving uh, the simplicity of yeah. that soul connection. Absolutely. Um, you know, it really, it really does simplify things. <laughs> and let's keep things simple. Like life doesn't have to be complicated sometimes, does it? I think we overcomplicate things on many different levels. <laughs> Absolutely. Our beautiful minds, our beautiful minds can tell us so many different things. So. Can't they just? So yeah. I'm curious, we're, we're kind of having a discussion around obviously soul work. You're, you are the soul translator. And obviously this is something that you're passionate about as you know as I know that I am as well but I want to know a little bit more about your journey up until this point Michelle because I know that for many people that have this like desire to help and to serve and to you know to to empower other people we've kind of gone through a journey ourselves and that journey will arguably never finish and that's okay but for you personally has there ever been a time in your life when you have had a hungry soul when you haven't been connected to your truth and to, to source and to this like purest version of who you are. Is mm-hmm. that something that you've experienced? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I, you know, my earliest memories were absolutely like, were, were that beautiful sense of being connected, of listening to the trees and hearing, you know, the spirit realm, shall we say, you know, talking, feeling more connected to all that than to actually being a, a human in a body, you know, yeah. in a life on this planet, kind of looking around and always feeling a bit like I'm on the outside looking in and going, what, what, what is this? I, you know, it's, it doesn't, the worlds didn't match up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that's pretty common for, I, I think that we all feel that on a certain sense, um, because it is just that experience of like, well, how, how do I take in all of this? How do I experience, you know, this life itself? So I think many of us have that, but especially I think empaths are those people, you know, who are kind of come in with a, a very deep uh, with a very pure connection to different realms or to the soul energies or different senses um, of energy, have it you know even more so because a lot of the lot of this life, a lot of the world is asking us to be more three d as they say than you know five d sixty all of those different you know ways that we can describe different levels of reality, but it's a denser place. So um, a lot of my life had, was, I've, in the beginning, was very much like that hungry mm-hmm. soul. Like when I started to have more experiences as an empath, as a sensate, and the, the rest of life around me didn't match up to that, you know, or it's like, I was the weird one. I was a sensitive <laughs> one. I was <laughs> the one that was like, what do you mean you see this or feel this or think this or know this or saw that before it happened and, yeah. and all of that? So I would say... It's interesting. I would say, Rachel, it's not so much my my soul 
wasn't hungry, my, but my, my, it was confused. Okay. It, and it was kind of like, well, where it, the hungry part I would say is like, well, then where do I get fed? Mm. Because I'm, I'm not feeling really like the, the, the being a human, being a person and fitting in was really feeding me. Mm. So, um, so, you know, that there was a lot of experiences of that, that, feeling of disconnected but deeply connected to something else at the same time um so of course you know getting going into uh getting older and going into college and grad school and i ended up in clinical psychology um and doing a doctorate and all of that was my, like my escape was going into my head to try to figure it all out oh <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, that's a familiar one for many people. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure you're right. You can relate. Whereas it's like, wait a second, all of this like feelings and emotions and sensate stuff and that deeper yearning. I don't know about that. So I'm just going to go in the head and psychoanalyze the crap out of it all. <laughs> you know? And I'm going to help other people figure it out too, but go through it versus, you know, through the head versus, yeah. you know, other, other avenues. So, um, so that definitely created a hunger <laughs> in and of itself because it wasn't really the, the best avenue to, to get to the truth. It was a, it was a good uh, place to explore and very helpful, you know, on a certain level of understanding the mind and how it works and understanding yeah. psychology and the human condition and all of those things and psychopathology. Um, but it definitely created a disconnect and then a lot of my life has been then finding whether it's through dance or whether it's through uh, different energy healing techniques or whether it's through earth you know studies of being herbalist and biology and all of that um bringing all those things to bring things back to the embodiment of the spirit in the body and the soul in the body and to now relate more of course, it's always a continued practice, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but to relate more from that embodied soul place. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the, the greatest place of feeling fed is when we do allow ourselves to be embodied with our human self and our soul self, you know, together in this beautiful miracle of, of, of this, this body. Absolutely. Do you know what? I love the word embodiment. It's one of my kind of things at the minute I keep using it in all different manners and I'm so glad that you mentioned it today because I think for me personally I know sometimes women can kind of come into this conversation who you know let's be honest they might not be into the spiritual woo-woo stuff yet but they know that they are not in a good place with where they are at the moment and I think sometimes for me it really is about just helping someone understand that when we talk about spirituality and soul work and soul connection alignment, it's yeah. just about embodiment, which is, as you said, it's about having connection, yeah. whether that's connection to ourself, connection to source, connection to our angels, connection to our guides. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, the way that we do feel it, and I, I know that you are, you know, you live this as well in your life and in your work, is that in the embodiment piece, it is about how home are we inside ourselves, you know, and, and because our bodies are incredible barometers, like I say this in the empath work all the time, it's when you have hypersensitivity or sensitivity or strong intuitions, we usually feel it in our body, in our, our own personal energetic atmosphere first. 
So it's like, you know, we don't have to go out or ascend or leave ourselves, you know, do all these things that take us up and out and, you know, and away. We actually need to descend and go in um, and within. And and that's where we get the purest, most, you know, that's where we get the most reliable information, but we we can shut it off so much, whether we're doing spiritual bypassing, whether it's spiritual ego, you know, that we can get into the sense of like, you know, well, you know, I'm, I have to be a perfect spiritual person. No, you don't. What you really can always go back into is, is the intuition and the body and that sensitive, um, inner knowing, uh, through your body, uh, because that's, that's where your soul wants to be in the first place, because that's why you chose to become, you know, if you look at through things through that spiritual realm, you chose to be embodied, (laughs) you know, and whether you consciously or whether you believe in that kind of wet line of thinking or not or feeling, you still are here and your body is a, the reason you're here. Absolutely. You know, it's housing you. So Yeah. Do you know, a problem though that I often come across as, as you probably have as well, yeah. is kind of the conversation around embodiment and feeling. And I, you know, completely agree. Like everything is in here, isn't it? This is our home. It's our house. It's the barometer. It's the compass. It's, it's just this incredible vessel of wisdom if we choose to listen. But a lot of women have this disconnect with their bodies because they don't like themselves. And, you know, we could talk about the weight thing and the diet obsession and, and all these kind of things. So it's kind of finding that, that, beautiful connection there as to how do we actually listen to our soul Mm -hmm. who is arguably living in our body when Mm -hmm. so many of us struggle with our bodies in the first place do do you know what I mean yeah yeah absolutely absolutely you know I know that there you I've heard you ask that question in so much of your beautiful work around how do women really listen to themselves like how Mm -hmm you know, how, how can we listen to ourselves more? And and how did we lose that in the first place? Um, And I feel like this is my own theory and experience is that when we just look at energy, the, the feminine energy, of course, is receptive. You know, we, it's, it's, we're in this interesting, as women, we have this interesting capacity to just receive. And that means we're listening to everything around us all the time because we are conduits of receptivity. That's what the feminine does is it it holds a space. So when we say women listening to themselves, it's almost a little counterintuitive because we are so naturally um, designed to listen to the earth, listen to each other, listen to our children, listen to the the relationships of everything around us you know we are um we are receptors so to to you know it's almost like that um when you can't you can't hear yourself so well if that's not your natural design and i hope this makes sense but because it's kind of a little bit of a trippy way to look at things it's a but I feel that this potentially gets helps people kind of get off or helps women get off the hook a little bit where they feel like, well, I don't listen to myself when I don't listen to myself, you know, and get feel guilty or bad or shaming around that when it's just like, actually, your strength 
is your receptivity. Your strength mm -hmm. is your ability to tune into everything. So yes, there is that um, beautiful place to learn of like, okay, well then how do I also turn the attention towards myself and hear my own voice, yeah. you know, and, and amidst all of that. Yeah. And that's, you know, what we've, we've see as women is that need to be able to like, okay, well, how can you turn in, listen in, trust what you hear, trust what you know, um, and make that, you know, make that the, the place that you, that you come out of versus always holding so much space for everybody else that you lose your own voice in the midst of it all. Um, so it's kind of a, it's, I think it's learning, uh, I guess the, 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 the visual that I'm seeing, it's like, it, it's the both and the and where it's, we can, I get to be receptive and also, you know, we send out, um, we get to, to send out our voice and hear our own voice in the midst of that as well. Does that, does that take any sense? I know it's kind of like a... No, it's not at all. That, do you know what? I've never heard anyone explain it that way before, but that for me makes so much sense because mm -hmm if we kind of if we have the belief that we are like receptors so therefore our natural default setting is that we can just hear like we pick up things yeah when i say like listening it's about having that awareness isn't it mm -hmm. so rather than actually having to learn how to listen to ourselves, it's actually mm -hmm. that we just need to switch it back on again because yeah. we've kind of just forgotten how to do it it's already there but it's kind of hidden underneath yeah. all those layers of I can't and it's hard and I don't trust myself and yeah I think that's a really beautiful way of explaining it actually mm -hmm. it's like well if you think about in the opposite like also with with guys you know with the the male energy you know they need to do the opposite because they're always that the the male energy always asserts itself it puts itself out there you know and they actually need to learn to listen to the voice within you know yeah. to settle settle down and be more receptive so that's that you know whole divine masculine divine feminine yeah. uh, where we you know we bring those two together inside ourselves so it's I know it's a kind of a interesting way to describe it, but I, I think for me, when I started to really understand more of what my feminine energy was like, it gave me uh, more permission around, wait a second, I'm designed to be a listener. I'm designed to take in, receive everything around me. Mm. And then what I need to do is then, uh, shut some of that out so that I can tune in and go, there's all these other voices that I think that I, I need to hear. But yeah. what I really need to do is find my own voice. Um, so then I can do both. And how would somebody do that? Because I wanted to ask you about self-trust. You know, how do we actually lean into this natural ability as women or the divine feminine? How do we actually start to trust the voices and the whispers and the things that are there? How do we actually know that that's our soul and not yeah. our ego and not our head and not our inner dialogue? Like, yeah. how do we know? So can I, can I flip this around just because I, yes. how, like, how do you, how do you know that? Like, how is that apparent or obvious for you? There's two ways actually, and one of them has, has been a fairly recent observation. So for me, it is about feeling. Mm. So if, some, if I'm making a decision or if there's a choice to be made, mm. 
I kind of go with how does that feel? Like, does it feel expansive? Does it feel fun? Does it feel joyful? Does it feel exciting? Mm -hmm. And I assume that that's my soul because that's how I perceive my soul-fed woman to be. Mm -hmm. If it's the opposite, I normally then assume that it's not. And actually it's to do with like the ego and, and the inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I've noticed now is it's to do with which one speaks first. So I'm recognizing for myself that the first voice awareness insight that I get is actually my truth speaking. And then the second thing that kicks in tends to be my ego. Right. So if I'm making a decision and I'm, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. And then it, oh, I don't know whether you should do that. Yeah. I'm assuming is my kind of ego that's trying to keep me back in my little box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is that um, the, f the first part is truly is learning to listen and, and having practices that get us into that place of listening. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like that uh, if we are in a place of energetic, you know, frenzy or we're spinning around and we're not uh, taking some quiet time to just tune in, whether it's through meditation, uh, whether it's through a walk in nature, you know, we, we need to create those spaces for us to start being able to hear the voice you know yeah. and that's you know that's the first it's, it sounds so obvious but it is that first place of we actually need to create the space and 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 invite it in you know let it know that it's like you know i'm listening i'm here to yeah. the best of my ability i'm here for you yeah. you know because that voice is it's talking to us all the time but we we uh, many of us have been in the habit of ignoring it yeah. And it's like, a, you know, it's like the, the innocent, sweet child that is kind of going like, can you, can you hear me? Can, yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> and that we need to then turn towards the child and say, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I was really distracted. What were you saying? <laughs> you know? So, um, and, and again, I think also that, um, that embodiment piece is really important. Like you're saying that the feeling of like, where do I feel myself present right now? Like mm. where in my body do I feel uh, alive? Um, I do this with clients of bringing in of like, where do you find, like do, do a scan, like where does your soul feel like it's, you know, kind of going, I'm here, <laughs> you know, like in this moment, where does your soul feel present for you? And that's always going into the body. Yes. Um, so, and I think absolutely it's the, that sense of, of, which voice do you hear first? Um, and also, there's, there's the intuitive side that's really important um, that we can learn how to be more in touch. All of us are intuitive, and it's just what practices do we do yeah. to help us tune into that? You yeah. know, intuition is not this really wild, you know, metaphysical thing. It's, it's something like being um, empathic. It's something we all have, but we need to cultivate it. We need to pay attention to it in order for it to pay attention to us. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's the key, isn't it? Like all of this is, is work in progress. Yeah. And I know, I know for me, it's taken, it's taken me quite a while to get to this point of actually mm. going, I know that to be true. Like it just feels it's the right thing or it's my intuition or it's, yeah. it's my inner wisdom that's guiding me. And yeah. that has been a very conscious practice. It's been something that I know if I become quite complacent and like forget about it for a few weeks, yeah. I kind of lose touch slightly mm -hmm. and, and I think that's probably quite an important point to mention like when we are 
trying to reconnect back to ourselves, mm-hmm. particularly if we've spent decades and decades being completely disconnected and disembodied. It yeah. is about putting the practice in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. You have to show up for yourself. You have to show up for your soul. You know, it, it needs to be invited back into the conversation. Yeah. You know, and you got to let it know that you're that you're going to try to listen. You're going to do what you can to listen. Mm. It is a conversation. It's a relationship. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it is. It's like, yeah, get into a daily practice where you cultivate listening, soul listening, body listening, you know, life listening. Um, yeah. You know, it's, 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 again, it's, of course, one of those things, Rachel, which I know that, you know, the, the, the simple wisdom that I'm sure that, you know, you are aware of in your life, it's like, the, you know, the simplest solution is usually the best. Absolutely. You know, like, sit down and tune in and say, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Like, what do you want to share with me? <laughs> you know, and even, even something as simple as, and I do this for my clients as well, if they're trying to find a solution trying they're seeking an answer they're trying to make a decision i always i always kind of invite them that before they do anything that they just take a few deep breaths and they intentionally bring their energy out of their head and into their body and then they start to listen because actually most of us walk around completely ungrounded so it sounds really simple but oh my gosh it's so powerful to just give yourself the space of 10 seconds and breathe your spiritual self back into your body yeah absolutely you know? um, absolutely yep so what have you learned personally about the importance for you now of actually listening to your soul because i'm guessing that you've realized how important it is for you but what kind of fundamental lessons have you i suppose been taught along your journey about listening to yourself trusting yourself mm-hmm. um feeding your soul based on on whatever comes up for you why is that important now um I feel as a woman, I'm uh, and as a professional and, and as a soul and everything on my journey. I mean, yeah, there's there's so much more to learn, and there's and there's a wonderful adventure that still lies ahead. You know, if I'm fortunate enough to continue you know, in this wonderful life, um, fortunate enough, I mean, in the sense of like, you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me, <laughs> but you know, the, 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 gra- the gratitude, this, you know, the reverence of being alive is a real gift and not something to be, um, taken, you know, for granted. So, but right now at this point in my life, it's certainly about, um, you know, there's the spiritual side and there's the practical side. And I can look to see all those times where I disregarded my knowing, where I, you know, pushed aside my intuition, where my empath, you know, self was like spot, spot, spot on with something. And I barreled through because I had my ambition or I had my I thought I, I had a, you know, a bit of a know-it-all. Like, you know, it's like I've had enough experiences at this point to know uh, when I'm pushing things to be the way I want them to be or when I'm pushing a certain outcome or when I'm pushing aside my, um, my own self-soul wisdom, I get in trouble. <laughs> I make choices <laughs> that end up, uh, you know, taking my life off track or I make choices where, you know, financially it's, you know, a a really bad currency, shall we say, a bad investment of my energy. (laughs) Um, And, you know, yes, it's like that continues because, 
continues in the sense where we're always learning. So I'm not expecting perfection, but I know enough signposts within that embodiment piece, um, within my um, self-trust, uh, within my energetic sense of what do I feel is aligned and what isn't. Mm -hmm. um, I trust that enough at this point to make more um, quick decisions um, and then following them up with action. Because the, the biggest thing I know at this point about a, a sense of a spiritual connection is if I, if I receive information, if I know something and then I just don't do anything about it, it's not, there's no point. It's not going to serve anybody. It's not going to serve myself, yeah. you know? So, um, having a, um, being clear and acting anyway. Yes. If that makes sense. That's, yes. you know, it's like, I know some of those signposts I'm, you know, to be aware of for myself. And then in, when, if I'm in a place of questioning, the next thing I know to do, instead of going into some sort of paralysis or in procrastination, is to do my best to do one thing to move the energy in a direction that I think might be good. Okay. So and have you got have you got any practices that you turn to in those situations? Like what what do you do to get yourself taking action when you're kind of not sure whether it is the right thing to do? Um, well, I have I do. Muscle testing is one thing that I always go back to um, okay. because it's uh, really effective for me to get out of my head and know what my body energetic system is telling me. Yeah. So um, I, I, that's what that's like my go to. Absolutely. Um, so and then uh, when there are when there's confusion and, and I know for you that you are an EFT practitioner as well that's a really important one to help clear confusions or clear energies or, you know, clear those places where I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to tap right now and yes. accept what's going on. Yes. <laughs> um, and then usually so that's the thing is these, oh, most of these solutions, shall we say, or like I like to say soul solutions, mm -hmm. you know, they're very simple. They're very in the moment. So it is like, okay, can I muscle test? and then know um, what my next action is from that. Can I do some EFT and uh, clear something out and then something will become clear to me, yes. you know, like clear it out and then it becomes clear and then take action on something. Yeah. Um, often also just that one hand on the, you know, one hand on the heart, one hand on the lower belly and connecting those two and breathing in and yeah. say, you know, tuning in and, and, and asking my body, you know, what's next, you know, what's, what's right, what's, what's alive here. Um, mm -hmm. That can then tune me into that momentary embodiment where it's like, nope, that's not the right decision. Yep, this is what I need to do next. Nope, I don't need to be with that person. <laughs> yep, this is the, the, the right place to put my energy. Um, so, and sometimes, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it just takes laying down and doing nothing. <laughs> I know we were saying weren't we, just before I hit record so my little ones downstairs are not very well and I said to Michelle some days I just want to have a duvet day just sit with a blanket watch tv 
that's actually what my soul is desiring. That's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that duvet day. I'm totally good. I love that. It's like my introverted side also is just oh. like, hmm, I'm just totally. going to go and, you know, hide I, underneath my wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've tapped into some of my best moments of creativity following on from a duvet day so <laughs> there's got to be something in it definitely <laughs> oh absolutely you know i think and and that is it's that that it's not even about like it's there's so many ways that we can show up for our souls and um pay attention mm. and sometimes you know that can turn into an expectation as well where it's like oh well you know, I should be able to know what's the, what I need to do right now, or I should, you know, we can, we can get into, um, we can get into a lot of expectations, yeah. Even, you know, and especially sometimes. So when we have these spiritual tools or these, you know, uh, tools are, uh, that we can use to, to change things for ourselves or to make different decisions. And that just the really, like, sometimes we just need to take a break Sometimes we need to let it all go. And, and, and often we need to do that, actually. <laughs> you know, like, actually, that, you know, with that, I, I do. I lay down every day for about 20 minutes and do absolutely nothing. It's like, nope, I'm not supposed to meditate. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to lay here and be. And energetically, that's really important because it resets your system. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's, a, it's, again, that simple, simple solutions. And yeah, sometimes we just need to not do anything. <laughs> we do just giving ourselves permission, actually. It's like permission yeah. to do whatever makes us feel good in the moment. Yeah. So I, I have a toolbox and a toolkit as you do. And there was a little while ago when I was trying to be quite structured in the sense of I'm going to use these things all the time tap every morning, meditate every afternoon, journal before I go to bed. And I felt myself becoming so stifled from yeah. the having to do it that I ended up rebelling and I didn't do anything for weeks. Right. So, you know, for me now, it literally is, it's on my desk in front of the computer. There is a list of yeah. all the things that feed my soul. And I now give myself permission to choose whatever I want to, whenever I want to, which will make me feel good in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that works for me. It really just gives me full permission to just listen to myself yeah absolutely. that's so important i love it i love so. it yeah it's really i remember i was a nia teacher for a long time i don't know if you are familiar with that yes. neuromuscular integrate it's a type of dance and somatic awareness and fun and play and there was a saying that um i just have used as a life mantra since then where it's like without form we can't have freedom without freedom we can, we don't have form and it is it's like both of those are really important and we you know i <laughs> i was giggling when i was listening to you because it's like oh my god i've done that so many times or i've turned my my spiritual energetic tools into a freaking to-do list you know and then i rebel against it and then you feel like guilt and shame on top of guilt and shame. It's like, oh, I should be better at this. And oh my God, and, and, and you're not as evolved as you think. And rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's just like, oh God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, holding my hands at both hands, having done that exactly. <laughs> not even once or twice. We're talking like multiple times. So anybody listening right now that is on a path of spiritual development and they're trying to work on becoming more of a soul-fed woman okay listen to what me and michelle are saying <laughs> sometimes you just have to take a deep breath and step back and actually just start to 
actually ask yourself, how can I make this more fun? Like, how can I actually start to enjoy the process rather than it being a chore and rather than it being a to-do list? You know, this is, this is what feeds the soul as well, isn't it? It's fun and and enjoyment and pleasure. Oh, and joy and fun are like the number one. Like if you put a menu in front of the soul and said, okay, choose what, how, what do you want to be fed on? <laughs> it's like, ooh, the, the delight and ooh, the joy. Oh, I love can we have some play, yeah. <laughs> you know? Can we just kind of like, you know, mess around for a bit and be creative? I mean, that's exactly the thing. It's like our yeah. souls, you know, I love how you said that of just like having a list and letting yourself create um what feels right for you in that moment because it's like you know souls are the most creative uh entities energies essences out there we are creativity in form (laughs) you know and uh that that creative uh choice creative expression is a very freeing place and 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 a very uh, very simple and easy place to connect to your soul is through that open to being open to creativity definitely good place to start really isn't it just start being creative see what comes to mind follow your heart your soul and just see what happens yeah so we've actually come towards nearly the end of the interview already can you believe this we've been talking for like 10 minutes it's always the way always the way so before we actually wrap up michelle do you want to direct the the listeners to um to where we can find you on the internet so where's your website and where can we find um find you and your programs and the things that you're offering Oh, lovely. Thank you for asking. Um, So at thesoultranslator.com is my main website. And then also um, I do have the first live run adventure of the Empowered Empath Soul Camp, which is going to be all about working with energy and discernment and boundaries and uh, intuition and sensitivity, self-care and soul connection. It's, it's, to be amazing um it's a five-week program and it's going to be running live uh in starting november 10th so that is the first time and that is at the empowered empaths uh soul camp so i'm still in the process of course in the back end of creating all the, the technical stuff so i'm like wait a second where was that page <laughs> no don't worry don't worry anybody that's actually watching this on youtube or watching this on my website all of michelle's links are below this video and yeah. if you are listening on itunes just head over to soul translator and i'm guessing that all your details will be over there won't they michelle yeah. Absolutely. And the Empowered Empath Soul Camp will be, is a site unto itself. And that will be, that will be up and running, I'm sure, by the time um, when this lovely time together is uh, when you put this out into your wonderful podcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much for spending the last, however long it was, 35, 40 minutes with us. I'm going to ask you to come back because I know that there's so much more that we could have spoken about today. So everybody prepare for Michelle's next interview, which will be organized at a later date (laughs) and I'm so grateful to you Rachel for letting me show up here and having our conversation and our wonderful connection and budding friendship so thank you so much you're very welcome the pleasure is all mine I'll speak to you very soon thank you very much bye 
So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-ed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources and over there there's workshops handouts meditations and loads of other goodies so go and grab as many of them as you want to can't wait to speak to you soon bye